I'm so excited about this episode because this is one of my closest friends in network marketing. He is so good and has a super successful podcast of his own called MLM Nation. He has been an absolute joy to be in my life for the last five years, and I'm so grateful he put me on his podcast. It was the first podcast I ever did five years ago to help me launch my network marketing career. So I hope you guys have pen and paper. He does talk pretty fast, so I don't recommend the 1.5 speed or 2 speed on here, but I really love everything he talks about, and I hope you do too. Please make sure you screenshot this and share this in your Instagram, on your Facebook, everywhere that you happen to be doing any kind of anything. Subscribe and please leave a review. Leaving reviews and subscribing is the best way to boost this. And of course, we don't run ads right now. So if you want this to stay ad-free, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And you taking those extra 15, 20, 30 seconds to do it, I'm just telling you, it means a ton to me. I read every single review. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy this podcast with Simon Chan. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And I'm really excited for you guys today to hear from one of my favorite humans on planet Earth. Uh, not only is he going to throw down on consistency because he sure has a lot to say, but he just happens to be one of those people I have been connected to for such a long time. And I don't know that I would be in network marketing if it weren't for this man, quite frankly. We've had such an incredible growth experience together over the last, oh my gosh, it's it's literally been over five years. This is crazy. Over five years. I love it. Um, he's featured me twice on his podcast, but more important than all of his accolades, which trust me, he has a bunch of those, even more than his success he personally has had in the network marketing space. I love him for his heart. He is an incredible husband, an amazing father to three boys, and he's so active in their lives. I just think it's so inspiring for people who are super high achievers to see that you can have, I, I don't want to say balance, but it's balance in his own way and prioritizing things that matter to him. And I, it would not be a Jesse Lee podcast if I did not also shout out to his, his original son, uh, Obi, his puppy dog, his first son. Uh, so he's the father of four boys, if you want to say it like that, but he lives out in California and runs a very successful business called MLM Nation. I have had him at Empire University, which was incredible. So if, um, he didn't ask me to say any of this, but I will just shamelessly plug him. If you are a big time network marketer, like I know many of you are, and you're interested in his coaching or having him at your events, I will promise you the value that the, the juice is worth the squeeze. So uh, he wasn't expecting that, but I just had to throw that out there before I forget to tell you how absolutely incredible this man is. Uh, but he's my friend and he is also just such a smart business owner. And today he's going to talk to you about consistency and we'll see where this conversation goes. So with no further ado, I welcome to the People's Mentor, the one and only Mr. MLM Nation, Simon Chan. How are you, my friend? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for the kind words and a little plug. And uh, I was just thinking about that today. Uh, like, can I embarrass you and tell you that you got me really, really last minute to do this? Like, yeah, I was sure. Apple and I'm like, I, and I immediately said, I never do. And I said, yes. And I was like, I never do this type of stuff. People always schedule me like a couple of days, of like, minimum, like four or five days a week or two weeks out. And I just do it tomorrow. Like, and I was like, and then I was like, yes. I said, like, why do I do that? Because I feel like there's a special kindred connection. Yeah. Right? And, and then I started thinking today, like, this sounds crazy, but um, maybe it's because you say you re I remind you of your brother uh -huh. or yep. whatever is how we connected back five years ago. 
Um, but I feel like if I had a sister, it would be someone like you. I love that. I, I love don't that. have a sister, but if I had a sister, it would be like Jesse Lee. Like we're very, very similar. We think alike. We communicate the same way. Very similar values and uh, no BS. So I anyway, I'm that. excited to be here. It's just yeah. I can talk a lot about you, how proud I am of your growth. But oh, thank you. you're listening. You all know about Jesse Lee. Well, thank you for saying that. And it's interesting because I feel like Corona is making us do crazy things. So before we started recording, you know, we were having a, a short conversation, and I feel like I need to let everybody know, like. You and I were having a back and forth conversation and we were just saying we're doing so much more work and coming from two probably pretty certified workaholics, that's saying a lot. And uh, I appreciate you saying yes late last night and here we are very next day and we're ripping through a podcast. I just think that's super cool. So a little, you know, uh, positivity amongst the crazy Corona storm. Yeah, you know, and you said the, uh, about balance. Um, I literally just came back, uh, like right after this, I commit to do a training for a team, a big team training. And right before this, I had a baseball, my kids, and I was like, let me like squeeze in it. I'm like, what am I doing? Saying yes to Jesse Lee, but we managed to make it happen. We just came from batting cage, but you know, balance is, uh, I think there's a misconception about balance. You, and I think for those who are go-getters or not go-getters, people think balance, you're balanced at all times. Your life can be overall balanced, but you're never going to be really balanced, right? Like an Olympic athlete that is pushing hard is not balanced. There's no balance in their life. Like Jesse Lee to get to her seven figure and what she was, she wasn't balanced. But now she can do a lot of things that she couldn't do before. Like I'm, you know, um, I think it's one of the reasons I said, I was not even joking, but said that you asked me to do it. I was like, I really, this is last week before you asked me about the show. Maybe this gave, maybe this gave you the idea to do the show. But it's like, you asked me, what's up? It's like, I don't know what to do with my time because from three to seven, like I'm knowing always at baseball. I'm, I'm coaching like two, two teams, youth baseball. And, and I'm, I'm just getting started. My third son, dude, just all this stuff. And uh, now that everything's suspended, I'm like, I'm so disappointed. But now like, what am I going to do in my afternoons? Three to seven. So talk about balance. The good news is there's a lot of opportunity out there during you can someone just text me like how's coronavirus affecting you? I was like, I, I you know, I said feel like God's the only one that can affect me. Mm-hmm. I don't let anything affect me. I don't read the news. I don't let it affect me. And I think I have my purpose, my agenda. I'm I, I'm gonna stay consistent to that. I want to make it happen. Right? The only one that can stop me is God. Like I'm not but if I listen to the negative people, hang out with that, it's gonna ruin everything. So you know, in terms of why am, I, why am I even bringing this up was like balance. I feel like this past two weeks, I've been more productive. And some of you are workaholics, right? Like for me, I realized I got to spend like four hours a day doing sports with my kids because this is the season of life I'm in. Yeah. I had the times where I was grinding it out 10, 12 hours a day, uh, had, you know, not taking a vacation for a year, not taking breaks. But now I'm in the season where I worked hard. Now it's a different time. My kids I may go back to it, but now it's made maybe easier. But sometimes if you work hard, there's still some guilt. Like if I'm working 40 hours, maybe I can work 30 hours, 20 hours. There's a balance between going all out and making ML Nation, making a, giving a purpose, right? Helping people and spending to my kids. But now it's easy. Everything's suspended. We can't go anywhere. We're at home. So, you know, the kids are learning new things and we learn to believe it or not. Sound silly. My son, he's, only, he's almost nine, eight and a half, nine, finally learned to ride a bike. Because he doesn't have swimming, baseball, basketball, coding anymore. So say, let's go to the park and ride bikes. So that's a positive for you. Okay. Yes. I love it. You know, I, I, I read something. I don't know where. God knows where. I consume so much stuff. And they were saying that, you know, if you want to look at balance like a pie, right, there's 
you get to make your own pie. You get to make your own priorities. You get to decide where in your life you want to balance. And I like that you said the season of life you're currently in because right now it's a, a lot of that balance is family. Right. And thank God you built such a successful business when it when most of that pie was business to be able to, to to change, you know, what pieces of the pie. I'm kind of moving my hands around. I know you podcasters can't see this, but you get to shift your pie. You get to decide where you want the balance. And uh, I love that you just said there's a lot of opportunity right now. Um, and I've been interviewing quite a few high performers, several of our mutual friends. And you said something that I want to say, and I want to I want it to be a point that people really listen to. And you said, I don't watch the news. I don't consume any of that. You know, I, I don't, I don't let anything affect me is what you said. And I think that's, that's something universal that very successful people have been doing in times, especially like right now, when some people, their whole world, their, I mean, everything's turned upside down. They are having panic attacks every five minutes and these successful people are like, hey, yeah, I've heard of coronavirus, but I haven't read a single article. I haven't Google searched it once. I'm not on the the, the death count website. I, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm controlling what I can control. And I think that that's very profound that you basically said the same thing that all of these high performers across the world are saying. So that's well, really- I wasn't born like that. I, I grew up, uh, you know... I used to watch, read three newspapers a day, believe it or not. LA, New York Times, LA Times, Wall Street Journal. And uh, I just realized, you know, I, I was studying successful people. They don't read the news because it poisons, like, you poisons your mind. You eat garbage, you become garbage, right? You eat junk, you become overweight, you become out of shape. You feed your mind garbage, you become garbage. You be consistently garbage. So people think, how come you don't see opportunity? Because if you're consuming garbage and it's negative, they're like, how, like you're reading about five people died today. Then how can you be excited to prospect? Mm, right? You, mm-hmm. you put you down. You gotta. I would say you gotta feel good to do good. Yeah. Right? You gotta visualize your vision, where you see yourself going, see the opportunities. Um, and the, by the way, the news is not even. I think that if something really important, my wife or my loved ones would tell me. I don't need to know the media because number one, the media is not real anyway. Right? It's not true or the stuff. Who knows what is true, what's being manipulated? We're all like puppets being manipulated by whoever's controlling the media. I was like, I refuse to be like a lemming and let someone control my mind. Yeah. Because why is the news BS? Because I'll tell you very simply, if you read, if you travel once, you know this, you travel once internationally, you realize how much news is BS because the same thing can be reported differently in China than in the US. And then you go to Europe, it's totally different. You go to the UK, it's different from France. And then you go to Saudi Arabia, you know, uh, Emirates, right? That that media is totally from what's reported in the U.S. So what is real? We, we don't even know. Like how many people are affected by COVID? We don't even know how much is hype. And people think, well, you know, you shouldn't be hoarding, right? You shouldn't be hoarding. Well, it's difficult not to hoard if you are being fed by that hysteria, the hype, and the negativity, the fear. That's mm-hmm. why people are doing that way because they're consuming media. So, you know, if you want to be healthy, you get on a diet. If you want to think healthy and think like a winner, get on a media diet. I love that. Think like a winner. I love that. So when did that shift for you? When did you start to say, okay, enough is enough? Uh, was it because you traveled a lot? Because for me, uh, I love that you mentioned Saudi Arabia or Emirates because I had no desire to go to Dubai. And I'm not a media consumer like that. And I haven't been since college when I was a poli-sci minor. Uh, and I guess that's kind of when I got woke to all of it. But 
I went to Dubai two and a half years ago and I just had no desire because I thought, oh, you got to cover up. It's conservative. They are, they hate women, like all this stuff. And I went there and it was the cleanest, most beautiful, kind place I got kicked out of. I, I wasn't even allowed in a bar because my clothes weren't provocative enough. I could not believe it. Uh, and uh, so I started realizing my, my reality is what I actually experienced and really travel changed so much for me. But did you, like so much in my life changed yeah. because I started traveling. Uh, is there something that shifted that perspective for you? I think the first one, was, I think probably my mentor, uh, he, well, I used to watch TV. He said, the TV is the electronic income reducer. The more you watch, the less money you make. So Simon, go the watch The electronic more. Income, income reducer? reducer. Is that what you got? Yeah. <laughs> you just turn it on, your income just keeps going down. Your business will go shrink it down. So, and then he said, see, well, what CNN is important. He said, he told me CNN stands for constant negative news. And it's true. I was like, wait, that is true. Everything was like glaring red, orange, alert, fire, you know, yeah. latest breaking news. And then I think, so I learned that you don't watch news because it's all negative. I think it's probably personal development. I've read so many books, personal development, or say don't watch news. I was like, that news is so important. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it's not important because you it's not life doesn't affect your life. And then I think private because of old age, I'm getting older now. And I realized all the latest breaking news I thought when I was my young, I thought, wait a second. Number one, I don't remember it at all. And number two, it never affected me. And number three, it's like, um, I just, what, what, who made money? It took money away from me because I lost the opportunity. You know what made money? The stations made money because I helped their ratings. So they're making money on me. So yes. like, forget that. I'm not going to do that. So you just said something that made me, I just makes me want to ask a question. So you said it's never affected you. I'm curious, how do you think now, not necessarily coronavirus, but how do you, and how are you deciding to allow maybe the economic contracture or the now free time we have, how are you going to let that affect you? So not necessarily the news, but how everybody else is reacting to it. How is that going to affect you? Let me um, let me answer that question in a second. Before I forget this, okay, mm-hmm. I'll share another thing about the media. It's really interesting. So I'm from Brooklyn, New York, right? For the longest time, like uh, I had family, like distant cousins in the West Coast. We always, I was worried about California because of an earthquake, okay? Because earthquakes, you know, break off, your house collapses on you, you crush to death, constant fear of that. And uh, my mom was like, oh, I love California, but I don't want to move there. I even have friends today. Like, oh, I love California, the weather. You're in shorts in January. You're playing baseball year-round. But I just can't stand the earthquake. And they're living in New Jersey, New York. And I'm just thinking, like, not going to I hope an earthquake doesn't happen. But that's, that's the media, the movies, the earthquake. Since I've been living in California since 2002, right, there's been one tiny earthquake, right, in L.A. But since then, there's been, like, five major – there's been a hurricane in, in New York. There's been Sandy, all this stuff. There's been, like, five or seven big snowstorms, right? There's five or seven natural disasters in that time in New York. Well, in California, nothing. But the media doesn't portray that. They talk about the earthquake. You know, I'm talking to my friend, oh, I can never move there because of the earthquake. Well, you know, since I've been here, right, you've had, like, five disaster- hurricanes or all that stuff that's happened. But they don't get that because they're being they're – being, Manipulated by the media, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe not manipulated, but they were affected by the media, the fear. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, I can't even go there. What happens if the earthquake comes when I land there? Come on. It's like the businesses are out there. Right. But anyway, I wanted to share that because uh, I thought that was fun. I was talking to a friend. Oh, I can't go there because of the earthquake. It's like, 
I mean, well, that's like my mom told me to never move to Texas because everybody is bigoted and, you know, everyone is uneducated and everybody is super Republican and has no idea what they're talking about. And, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. So now we're globalizing. I, I feel you. We, I think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why you said travel is really important because when you travel, it expands your horizons, yes. right? Like you have like, or the Middle East is like, oh, you go there, well, it's very different. Mm-hmm. I know China, like America, you know, the way China's portrayed in the press in the U.S. I love China. Once you, go, you, once you go to China, you're like, whoa, it's totally different. Yes. Like, oh, the U.S. has a lot to learn from China here, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, getting back to your question, <clears throat> how's opportunities? Um, I always train myself to think positive. And, and one of the things that we talk about, let's get back to our topic of consistency. <laughs> I consistently do every night is I journal, I recap the day. So here's my routine, okay? These are questions. I, I, let, me just, let me go with, I start the day by writing. This is one of the first things I do within 60 seconds when I wake up, is I write down three things I'm grateful for my wife for, okay? It's because being in a relationship is not easy, especially with four boys, fighting, arguments, you know, just being cranky happens all the time. So just write down three things I'm grateful for. That immediately changes my mindset, right? And then I'll write down 10 things I'm grateful for that grateful in that morning that immediately puts me in excited mode like i'm because i put down this morning i'm grateful for the, this interview with jesse lee i'm grateful for this private training i'm doing i'm grateful for going to the batting cages with my son i'm grateful for walking obi because i know obi's getting there one day he's not going to be around making breakfast for my kids right and sometimes it can be the same thing but just get in the habit and then in the evening i also do that i wrap it up with like three new things i'm grateful for and that's really important because you feel like every some people think, oh, same old, same old. What's up? Same old, same old. It's not the same old. Every day is different. Every day could be like, you know, something like this is easy. I've never been on a show before, right? But another day could be, hey, I never took my son to this. He never ate this type of food before, right? Or uh, Obi was never that happy before seeing me. Or like my son learned a history lesson he's never learned before. You realize the smaller, and sometimes you have to think hard. Oh, my son never learned to multiply. He learned to multiply today. Mm-hmm. Well, he never learned who, you know, uh, John Adams was, second president. Now he learned. So you, you realize every day is unique. We're blessed with opportunity, right? There's so many opportunities out there. So I recap the day of 10 things, three new things I'm grateful for, and 10 things overall I'm grateful for, 10 things. And then I, then I talk about three wins, three improvements, things I need to get better, at least three, sometimes more. And then uh, the most important personal question I need to do, like what's the most important thing I need? What's the question I need to improve my personal life? And the second one is what's the most important business question? Right, what do I need to do? That's the main thing for the setting the theme for tomorrow. And then like, um, here's eight quick questions here for you. What's my biggest asset of the day? And what's my biggest liability today? Mm. So biggest asset could be my coaching ability. Biggest liability was... Um, you know, I, w- I didn't get enough sleep, so I was really tired. So I wasn't thinking straight. I wasn't productive. Biggest liability, mm-hmm. right? Uh, then my highest high, what made me the happiest, and my lowest low. So highest high could be, oh, I got so happy because my son got the win- game-winning hit. My lowest low was my son uh, was cranky. Then you realize, like, when you, the more you do this, you want to be consistent with your emotions, too, right? You don't want to get too high, too low. And you realize, why does this one thing make me so happy? Well, maybe I shouldn't get too happy because it was because because I asked like if I got so happy because you got the game winning hit, what if what if he struck out? Would that be totally ruin my day? Would that mean me loving less? 
right? Wow. So I, I shouldn't be thinking like so excited we got a game winning kid. I should be excited whether he, how it doesn't matter how well he does, right? Or like I signed up someone new, I got a new sale, right? Well, what happens if you don't get a sale? That means you can be really depressed and down. So it just trains you to be more consistent emotionally. Couple more questions. Well, that well, uh, keep going, but I'm just telling everybody right now, this is actual gold. So if you need to pull over and rewind the last four minutes and re-listen, uh, I was writing super, super fast. I think I have everything, but I I write faster than you probably do. So re-listen to what he just said, and he's gonna keep going. But I'm telling you, this I journal every day as well. But I'm definitely willing to give this a try uh, because I love some of these clarifying little moments in your day. So uh, keep going. Keep going. There's, there's four more. Okay, So we had the biggest uh, asset, biggest liability, uh, best, uh, highest high, lowest low. Yep. The, your best emotion and your worst emotion. So your best emotion is like when I saw my son or my, uh, my love turns him when I hugged him to sleep. My low worst emotion is when he talked back at me. I got really angry and I yelled back at him, mm. right? Anger, right? It's normally some type of anger emotion, right? Or the best emotion, I got a new sale, right? Or the worst emotion is sometimes it's jealousy and envy. Or I saw someone do well that I feel is better and I, right? You write that down. And the last question is, um, what was the last one? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to take notes over here. Best Come on emotion. now. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, best emotion, worst emotion. And uh, I'm going to cheat because it's on Evernote. And you, for some reason, I just got a brain freeze. You know, it's that, that's why I normally play baseball in the afternoon. I don't do interviews. <laughs> is this blaming, shaming, <laughs> and justifying? No, I love I know, this. I know. Oh, see, so here it is. It is. Oh, this is. How could I forget the, my best habit I demonstrated today? Best habit. And my worst habit. So the best habit is like I prayed in the morning. I meditated. I meditated in the afternoon when I needed a break. Uh, norm is meditation. My worst habit is, oh, I had to eat some chocolate. My worst habit was, uh, you know, yeah, Norm has to do with chocolate, eating chocolate. Right? <laughs> you know that, you know, chocolate for me at Empire U. So, but hey, you asked reason, for it, I provided, okay? <laughs> now, the reason uh, for this is when you first do it a couple of times, you're like, that doesn't make sense, but it makes you think. But the real power of it is it brings awareness to our emotions. It's like having another you watching over you and you're coaching yourself. And sometimes you keep writing the same thing over and over again. Like it helped me become more patient with my kids. Cause I think the worst emotion was I got angry. I yelled at them, but well, that's not right to do. I shouldn't be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like it when my dad yelled and you write that a couple of, like you write that for one or two couple of weeks. You're like, what am I doing? I'm a loser. I got to change this. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it brings you awareness. Sure. So you can be work on things. And so, I, I think success has a lot to do with awareness. You know, learning, you start to identify different patterns of your day where you're like, gosh, I am not a good, like for me, when I started doing journaling, I realized different parts of my day where my energy is just lower. Like I wouldn't book an interview at a certain time of the day when I'm like, no, flipping way. It has nothing to do with my busyness. It has to do with my own personal energy. And understanding different nuances or, hey, like I am not a hungry person, meaning I don't get hangry ever. I could go literal days without eating and I won't get snappy at you. Sleep, on the other hand, 
the awareness of if I am a tired Jesse Lee, I, I blah, blah, like we're not going to be good. You know, um, I, I really, really love that. And I love that you hit on it twice about this teaches you awareness of your emotions and consistency in your emotions, because like you and like many high achieving leaders, what I always appreciate is when people don't fear you because you don't have these high highs and low lows. When you can be that, there's a huge leader on our team. Her name's Luna. She says, Jesse Lee is the eye in the storm. She's just always calm. You know, you're not really, if she's angry, you don't know. If she's super, super happy, you don't know. And that management of emotions, I think, uh, the consistency of emotions is a better word. I think it allows people to look at you from a, le- from a better leadership perspective, personally. Yeah, definitely, because if a lead, you know, it is developed over time. So I used to, you know, if I was to tell my 20 year old younger self what to do is develop awareness. Because I used to, you think about, oh my goodness, when I was young, what was I thinking of? Because of the lack of awareness. It's not the lack of self-development. I mean, a lot of people who read books, they're still totally clueless because there's no awareness. They're reading a book, and they're, oh, it's great. But then they go back there and then they, you know, uh, they're totally not doing what they learned. It's just like the people who, they all go into yoga, right? Yoga was really popular. They all do yoga and then once they leave the yoga, they go out there. Someone cuts off and cuts them off in the parking lot. Like give them the, the middle finger. <laughs> Just defeat the whole point of yoga. Right. Right. Like so, having the awareness. But um, how how long does that take? So it sounds like a morning and an evening thing. I, I can tell your morning one is a little. I'm going to give you something. One, one other thing so sure. that helps you out. But that takes about um, three to five minutes. Oh wow! Sometimes quicker. Like when I'm walking. So about consistency. If you don't have a routine, you're not going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're listening to this, anything that you're doing consistently, I guarantee you, you have a routine. So if that could be you take a bath every day. I guarantee you have a routine. You have a set time each time where you take a shower and bath. Maybe you take two baths, three baths, whatever. <laughs> but you have a routine. You brush your teeth, there is a routine. You feed your dog, there's a routine. You feed your kids, there's a routine. So I, my routine is I do this when I uh, normally walking OB at night. So when I'm walking, I'm just taking a sweet time. I'm just on my phone. I start recapping, thinking. Mm. And I, I recap the day. I normally do it at night before I sleep. That's right? another thing I've noticed a lot of strong leaders do is they find the time in the cracks of their day where maybe their brain doesn't actually need to use its power. So, you know, maybe they are... You, uh, yeah, meditating or something, or just silent time in the morning. Maybe that's when they're doing their gratitude stuff. Uh, maybe when they're cooking, that's when they might have an audible book on with a notepad next to it. Maybe when they are shower, you know, it's, it's all of these different things. And I've noticed for years now with you, and I love that you're doing more Instagram stories and stuff like that. You know, that's where you've been putting now for literally years, uh, your, your videos of your morning routine. And for years and years, you have sent me a birthday video of you walking Obi, singing me happy birthday. And, you know, I know you're doing it for every single person, but it's just part of your routine. And when it is your routine, what I love about routines, and it's, it's such a typical quote, but there's so much freedom and discipline. So if you're a consistent person, people might look at a work schedule like yours or a work schedule like mine and they think, oh my gosh, I'd be so overwhelmed. But I think we would both argue it's the opposite. Yeah, you know what? My advice is uh, start small, right? Most people want to go from zero to hero. Like they want to like, oh, I want to go, you know, P90X, go on a 90-day blitz. And you even have even prospected consistently for one week. What makes you think you can go on a 90-day run? Right. Or I want to lose weight, go to the gym and... 
but you haven't even gone to the gym for five straight days. How can you go to the gym for like 90 days? Start small, right? Small could be like, go to the gym just for one minute and do one push-up. But right. do that for seven straight days. And you may think, well, what's the whole point of going to the gym for just 10 seconds? It does a lot for you because the fact that you go to the gym, just do one push-up, increases your self-esteem. Right. You feel better. Oh, I did something. Oh, I, I mean, the rest of the day, I didn't do it, but I did go to the gym, do that one push-up for one minute. It was a wimpy workout, but I did it. But you feel better. Like, I was just sharing to the other guy, they, one of my friends. He's like, hey, I'd like to, he's like, you're at the gym again. I was like, that's a wimpy, wimpy, wimpy workout. I don't push myself anymore. But he's like, you know what? You know what it is, Simon. It's not about the intensity. It's about your inconsistency. Can you say like, that again? It's not about your intensity. It's about, it's about your it's consistency. About, like, that's what I'm like. Yeah, his exact words is, you know what? I can't compare to you. I don't lift that much. I'm just... I'm a wimpy workout. I don't push myself hard. It's like, you know what assignment. It's not how much you can lift. It's how often you lift. Right. Right. It's not hard. How many bench? No, I want to be strong. No, but it's how consistent you are. So if you're struggling, start small. Don't go all out. Don't like, oh, Jesse Lee's reaching out to so many people. And just reach out to one person a day, but do it for every single day. Right. Do it every single day. If you can't do 90 day runs, like Jesse can do it. Jesse Lee can do it. A lot of people, leaders can do it. You can't do it. How about do it for just seven days? Right. And then take a day break because what happens, you don't burn out. And most people, what they do is like, oh, they, I'm excited. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to go all out. And then they, uh, it's that kind of the person who's never gone to the gym. They work out for two hours and then the next, they can't move their arms for like a week. Right. And then I hate it. And you right. hate it, you never go back. It's the exact right? same in your business. I've had people who say, I, I don't even tell people my daily method of operation anymore when I'm coaching on daily method DMOs. I'm like, it just, just stop asking what I do. You can, like, I, I have never met somebody who can do what I do in a day. I just haven't. Uh, and I, maybe that's life circumstance. I don't know what it is about me, but I just, I will, I'm willing to outwork people currently. That's a, that's, that's my stage of life right now. work ethic is unparalleled. I haven't, I, you know, I've never met anyone well, thank that works you. as hard as you and as crazy as you. I appreciate that. So it, but me okay, wait, saying, I will terrify people. So I coach people what you just said, and it's and I really hope people hear that. Really, it's not a joke. It's not a saying. Start with one person a day. Because if you can do one person a day for a couple of weeks in a row, you might realize, hey, I, I'm pretty, I'm good. You'll build your confidence and say, maybe, maybe today I'll get a little crazy and I'll talk to two. And then you talk to two consistently, and then 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 it turns into you know, something much bigger. But I love that you say start small because I think so many people think the key to success is essentially burning yourself out. And it's the exact same. I had somebody one time, I said, oh, well, one of my DMOs at the time was reach out to a hundred people in one aspect a day. And she said, oh, then I'm going to do your DMO. And she did it one day. And she said, I must not type as fast as you. I must not talk as fast as you. It took me 18 hours to do. I'm going to go sleep for a week. <laughs> sleep for sleep. a week. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, that's, if you have that positive, if you have that talk, I'm going to sleep for a week. Um, you, you know, you don't need to. And I think everyone's different season of life. So don't feel that, oh, I'm never going to be as successful as Jesse Lee because I can't do what she does. You're in a different season. Don't compare yourself to others. Yes. Comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is guaranteed life of misery. Whether you're comparing other people's kids, your kids, your their home, your home, or their business, your business, everyone has dealt with a different deck of cards. Oh, I believe you know, that. Very, very different. You know, <clears throat> one other thing I want to add is like, if you like, it applies to exercise too, right? If you don't want to, if you can't really work out, just walk for five minutes. And slowly build up on it and slowly build up. Start small. 
is better than not starting at all. And another thing is there's no exception because you say I, I, I take a day from prospecting. Hey, I know Sunday may be difficult. Send one message out. You know, I used to do this. I would just stay kind of like in sports. So I come from a basketball background. Like you just want to stay in the game. Right? Stay in the game just to be warm up. You never don't want to like go to day without touching a ball just to get the, get the feel for a basketball. So even if you shoot around for 10 minutes, you get a feel for the ball. So it's like I used to be you know, a prospect on the phone and I realized if I took a weekend off on Monday, oh my goodness, I couldn't even open my mouth. I had fear and I have fear of rejection, fear of what to say. I can't do this. And then I'll take, I'll take a prospect on Saturday, but even one day off on Sunday, I would like be terrible. So on Sundays, I would just cause them, I'll leave a voicemail, but at least on Monday, I was better. I was better. I, I love that. You said, I mean, I was never a basketball player. Uh, so the feel of the ball, I, I relate obviously on the business side of that. And I love that you said, just touch it. I always tell people, just touch your business once a day. You know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. You're going to have world-class days, but touch your business every day. And so I really love that because it, it's just like a wheel. You know, if, if you com- come to a complete stop, it's so much harder. When I was in party plan, which is when we first met, I was still doing parties um, in a direct sales company. I wasn't even in network marketing yet, believe it or not. That's how long Simon and I have known each other for. I love this. Uh, you know, I would tell people, I'm like, you cannot expect to do a party on Friday night. Like, let me see your calendar. Oh, you have four parties Friday, 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 Friday. You're screwed. You're never going to get great at parties. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're only partying, you're only practicing your opening speech and your funny jokes for your products and your closing speech and your recruiting, whatever, you're, you're the way your ordering room, shopping room, whatever goes, you are screwing yourself over because you never get into the routine. People were like, you do parties six, seven nights a week. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, even if no one shows up, yes. you do it. And then when I was in Malaysia, we, we, our company couldn't get the license. We did webinars with zero people. Well, there were 10 people on there, but there were only like 10 downlines. So we log in and they walk out. They're not even on the webinar. But I kept on doing it because, number one, it, keep, number one, it keeps your skills sharp. If you're yes. not doing it for prospecting. You're there to practice your presentation. And it's like you do anything. If you go to the gym once a week, you're never going to be good. Number one, you'd be sore every time. You don't get any momentum. It's got to be do it every single day. And so here's something I, I will share because you mentioned about my Instagram. I've been spending a lot of time on Instagram. It's like people learn that you, people, you learn by doing. Yes. Right? There's a study. And I shared this at Empire U where there's two groups of photo, uh, photography students in college. This was, I think it was at the University of Florida. And one group of the class, they're task was submit your best photo and then you'd be graded and that'll be your grade for the year right we're going to get a or b or c or if you don't you submit something crappy you fail the class and the other group of students were like if you submit a hundred photos you get an a a plus over 90 you get an a if you submit 80 you get a b 70 is a c mm-hmm. and then below 70 you fail guess which group had were became better photographers at the end of course the hundred Yes, they submitted a lot, right? So it's the same thing because a lot of the small things you don't know until you start doing them. Like I'll give you an example. I've been using, uh, so my, for my Instagram, since September, uh, I made the decision I'm posting every, I'm creating new content every single day, seven days a week with no exceptions. Woo! Go Simon! Right? And sometimes three times a day. So I just make a decision. I create, the important thing is I create that routine. 
Yes. Before there was no routine, and I just really I'll do it not consistently. Once I create a routine, I start doing it. I'm using the same app even as of today. Uh, last night, I learned something. It's amazing. I woke up from a nap. I was like, oh my god, this is how you do it. I still don't know everything about that app because you learn by doing. But every day I'm using it, I'm getting a little bit better, a little bit better. Because you learn all these details. I would never be able to read a manual, watch a YouTube video about. It. Even if I read, watch it on YouTube, I wouldn't even remember how to apply it. Is when you're doing it, you're stuck, and you you think. And I actually literally, I think it was Sunday. Sunday was I. Um, no, Saturday was. I woke up. I took a nap. I was tired. Woke up from a nap. Like, oh, this is what you have to do. And I figured it out on that app. And by the way, the app is over. That's what I use. Over. Mm. It's a, I don't know if it's the best app, but I've been using it. And that's another thing. People are, what's the best app? It doesn't matter what the app, best app. Just use the same one every single day. You get really, really good at mm. Yeah. You know, um, hey, I wrote down notes here. I know you have questions to ask me. Two things I, I think was important. You know, you, you talk about the birthday routine, right? Someone like, I sing birthdays one. That's my routine, walking my dog. You know, there's a couple of times a year when I struggle. I almost screw up and forget to sing the happy birthdays. You know when that is? Uh, I don't know, Christmas and Thanksgiving or something? I don't know. No, Christmas, Thanksgiving, I never miss. Uh, your birthday? No. It's the oh, days I'm traveling. Oh, okay. Because my routine, when I'm traveling away, I'm not walking OB in the morning. Oh. So that's when I got... So OB is almost I, like your cue to do your behavior. Yeah, yeah, well, I, that's my routine. When I'm walking OB, is my cue, is my do my daily gratitude. That's my routine. So I actually figured it out. It took me after a couple of times I felt bad I missed it. Because I, I totally forget it. I'm on a plane. So I actually have the routines. And when I'm on the Uber, going to the airport, that's when I sing my happy birthday. <laughs> Those Uber guys are like, what is going on with this man in my back seat? Why is he singing? Oh, does he know everyone? Is it everybody's birthday today? <laughs> it's, it's been really interesting conversations. It's still, I mean, I've had ones that said that, um, I just say, you know what? I, uh, I can you turn on the radio. I need to sing a little bit. And then I apologize. I'm so sorry to put you through that. I'm terrible saying that. And some people say, well, wow, you have a lot of friends. Yeah. And some people say, why do you do that? I said, well, if you do that, trust me, your life will change within two years. Oh, I First love that. year, people think you're crazy. Second year, all of these type of connections come up. Yes. Another person's like, oh, you must be doing sales. It just starts conversations. Sure. But that's my new routine now. I love that. In uh, the Uber. Guys, thing. write that down for those of you who travel a lot. I love that. That's a great prospecting tip too. Unintentional prospecting tip. Those Uber drivers, you know, speaking of this whole Corona, whatever, I mean, I feel for those people, those people who, because every time you're in an Uber, you ask them why they like to Uber. They say, oh, I like to make my own schedule. They always say that. And yes. now it's like, you know, and you, I've told hundreds of them now because I've taken almost a thousand Ubers. I found out when I did my taxes. That's absurd. But um, I've told hundreds of them about my opportunity, hundreds, and I've recruited like four and it's, you know, which I guess is not terrible, but I'm, and I've connected with a lot of them. They're on my social media, et cetera. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, oh no, like no, no, the, the streets, I don't know if it's like this in LA, but the streets in Dallas, Texas and the surrounding suburbs are ghost towns. There are no Ubers. Like, I don't know what Uber stock is doing. Now I'm like fixing to go look. But I mean, no one's lifting. No one's Ubering. No one's using any services. So these people yeah, who no have an entrepreneurial spirit, my gosh. I hope yeah. those people you were singing to in those cars, uh, yeah. oh, I hope some of them reached out. No, there's a funny story that you uh, kind of related to what we're talking about, the emotional consistency. You know, people get really excited. 
normally never. Oh, I, you know, I'm sure you can agree with me. Oh, Jesse, I want to be your next leader. I'm so excited. Mm. They end up doing nothing. Yeah. You know, like I met a Uber driver. It's like, oh, you're in the, oh, so what you, what, what do you do? As I coach people in network marketing, what, do you know about network marketing? Oh yeah, it's awesome. He's like, what? He's like, I'm in this global company, blah, blah, blah. Say, like, I've been doing it for 30 years. Like 30 years, you're still driving Uber. Like, well, you know, what companies have been with? Oh, I lost track. I've been over, I literally, I think like 25, 27 companies. I was like, okay, but you're so excited. He's like, yeah, I'll definitely check out your podcast. I'm, I'll be on Facebook. I'm gonna send you, send you a message. Oh, you hear from me. You'll remember me. And I'm like, okay, I've been through this. People are too excited. I bet you I'll never hear from him again. Yeah. And you know what? I totally forgot about him until you, we just poured up Uber. <laughs> I guess you haven't heard from him, huh? No, I haven't heard from that him. That actually, People that's that's a good question though. So. You know, let's talk about consistency when it comes to a business. Because I think a lot of time, I mean, I know we've been talking about that, but I think a lot of times people, uh, you know, they, they join a team and they're there for two months and they don't have the results they want yet. And they're so quick to be just like your Uber driver. And it's like, oh, oh, this one must not work either. On to the next one. Uh, do you think that might have to do with consistency or, you know, what do you... Yeah, I'm just curious. There's two things. Number one is uh, you don't, con- people th- always ask, how do I convince people? I mean, don't convince people, you outlast them. You just show up on social media every single day, people see it, right? Don't convince people, you outlast them. People are watching you. People buy your level of consistency. If you're not consistent, why will they join you? Because there's only, every prospect has three doubts. Is this for real? Can I do it? And will you help me? Mm. And most people, they spend the wrong time convincing number one. This is for real. Oh, we are a great company. We have great products. Blah, 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 blah. But people are not joining because of that. They're not joining because they don't believe they can do it. Okay, they don't believe they can do it because um, you're talking too much. You sound like a salesperson. They don't think they can do it. You're Bob pestering them. So they think they got to pester their friends. Or, you know, you're not consistent. You can't even stay consistent. So they're busy. Like, how can I be consistent? I don't see you show up all the time. So how can I? If you're not even showing up. How can I do this, right? And then will you help me? If you're not consistent, then how can you help me? I, I need your help. Like McDonald's is consistent. Starbucks, every Starbucks is consistent. The hotels, they're open, but you're not open for business every day. So how can you help me? Well, your business can't be that great because if you were so great, you'd be doing it every day. Sure. But I don't see you doing it every day. So I, I talked about this recently. Like social media in many ways made it harder, harder. If you're not consistent, because just say back in the day, right? Traditional methods. Of, I go to a business meeting. I go, I go to a business meeting. I normally hotel meetings once a week or Super Saturday. At the events, I'm fired up. I'm there, right? Or I go to the meetup, BNI, and I'm there. I'm like very excited about my business. People, you can make a good impression. People are like, wow, good. But nowadays, once you meet someone, and then just say you slack off and told you're total bozo, don't do anything. But you show for that one meeting. They're impressed with you. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, what is the first thing they do? They're watching you seven days a week. Yep. They say, what are you doing? And I know this because like in Facebook, you know, they say that, and you taught me this, was like, you know, people people you may know. Who is that? People you may know is the people who are clicking on you, checking you out, right? Stalking you. Yep. People who you may know. And like every, at the beginning of every season, I see all these people, like I don't know them, but they have like familiar last names. And like, like who are they? Well, oh, I know. They're all the parents of the kids I coach in literally. So they're all clicking on my LinkedIn. They click people who are not on Facebook are clicking on LinkedIn. Like the sure. corporate, the lawyers, the people in corporate America, and the people who are on Facebook are all checking me out. 
They're watching what you're doing and they're not commenting. They know it's time you do some motivational speaking. You're doing this home-based business. They're watching you. So you have to be consistent. And so if you have a friend that's negative, you outlast them. You show up every day, all the time. Post, share. I love that you say that. that. Just being consistent. I, I love that you say that because people all the time, you know, as of even just this week, I had somebody join who said, I've watched you now for nine years, girl. You are the real deal. I remember when you got the RAV4. I'm like, <laughs> like I got the RAV4 in 2012. 2012. You know, it's like, this is amazing to me that people sometimes have to watch that long. And so, yeah, it's for real. I don't, Like, if you can do it, that's got nothing to do with me. But I'm going to keep being consistent. And like you said, will you help me? Because I keep showing up, people are like, she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. And I love that people you may know section because right now it's interesting. I live in, I moved into this crazy neighborhood, which is a play right out of Simon Chan's book. He said, move to a neighborhood that makes you go, oh gosh, my neighbors, right? We've got like Lance Armstrong's mother's my neighbor. The CEO of Boeing is a neighbor of mine. Uh, The quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys was my neighbor till his dog bit off a lady's hand. I don't know what happened. It's crazy. These, I mean, these, it's just, this is like a crazy neighborhood. And I keep seeing, like you said, people you may know, because I requested to be in like the, the country. It, I live in a country club thing, like on a golf course. And so I requested to be in their little Facebook group. And I think the average age in the neighborhood is 55, 65. And so Who's these people, what's she doing here? Yep. And what's I've got doing? the bright pink Range Rover outside and like, I mean, all or chromed out, whatever. And I think people are like, who, what? And you're right. They're looking and, and now they're walking by and waving and like, you know, oh gosh, I think that girl actually is a serious business owner. She's not just some little, you know, whippersnapper trust fund baby, but you have to show people, you got to <laughs> show people. Door. Yeah. You got to show people. I, I love that. Everyone, I believe. Every prospect, most won't join, no buy right away. But everyone eventually is going to be a customer, join, or give you a referral. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Now, they may not join. Your negative nanny may not join today. But maybe a year, three years, five years, seven years, ten years from now, will either join, be a customer, or give you a referral. Connect you with someone that's going to sign up. That's why you can never, never quit. You always have to be consistent. That's the interesting thing with, um, so we do a lot of ad tag message stuff, you know, my, my internet system. And when people quit our team, I don't think they understand that this is not, this is not short term play because what happens every time, especially with the amount of humans I personally recruit is that if somebody quits, they've put 250 leads in a group that maybe weren't ready to buy, but if they would have been consistent they would have eventually sold to these people or recruited these yep. people. And so the way our, our system works is that you just follow the upline up. Nobody steals anybody from within the groups. And so it's it's every day. It's like, oh, nope, that one goes to Jesse Lee. Now, up, oh, that's Jesse Lee's lead. Up, oh, that's Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee, Jesse Lee. And I'm like, you dodo birds. Like, these, if you would have waited three more months, you would have had a payday, a yeah. big payday. What are you doing? You know, it's just, oh. It's I mean, a, that's a fundamental principle a lot of people don't know is that every person is not the destination they're the doorway to the destination i love that that's strong right? can you so say that again that, every person i want to write down every person is not the destination it's the doorway to the destination so like if you're a leader like jesse lee the person that quits the real value of someone joining business is not oh they're gonna make me a sign-up bonus no it's their network they quit all of a sudden jesse lee is in their network 
right? Or you can say a prospect, your neighbor doesn't join, but that person is not the destination. He's the doorway. That neighbor invites you to a barbecue on July 4th and you go there or Christmas party, go there. And that Christmas party, you meet someone that's going to be your superstar leader. You always want to be expanding your network. I love that. You know, expanding... Gosh, I've been putting out, <laughs> I can oh talk to you God. for, I can talk to you for like seven days straight. That's the problem with this right now. I love talking to you. I, it's so true networking. And I've been trying to put out a whole bunch of different content. I've started, I, I found out how to use Facebook marketplace as, as, as a network networking tool. Uh, I have a whole bunch of free resources on jessieleeward.com. Now you can check out if you want to, but, um, one of them is a Facebook marketplace thing. Cause I'm like, there are so many people in your direct proximity network that you are not even realizing, you know, and, and, and so much of it is, it is that consistency. It really is that consistency in your business. Yeah. You got to think long-term and that goes back to your vision. Vision determines your long-term. Yep. Um, and consistently, just to let you know, you can't, you have to think long-term. Even when we did ML Nation, we started, we did like 60 episodes for five, six months before we made one penny from the show, right? It's just consistency. And like people, oh, is this gonna last? You know what people did was leaders who did, oh, because at the beginning it was really hard to get leaders on the show. Because like, oh, you know, there's leaders know, flash in the pan, they're gone. So I'll just outlast you. My, that's my motto. I can't, I don't work as hard as you do, but I'll, I'll, you know, and I can't work because I have the boys now, it's a different stage, but I just outlast people. I'm just gonna keep going. It's like the energizer bunny, just keep going, keep going, keep going, eventually. People are like, okay, you'll give you respect. I think that's going to be the the title of the podcast. I will outlast you because that's really what this is about. It's it's about who's going to outlast who. Who's got the stamina? Who's got the will to win? Who's got the grit? Right. Exactly. Um, by the way, I know you have no idea what I'm doing right now, but I have to do something for the podcast. We are spelling a word. There is a puzzle. Simon's letter is E, like excellent, like egg, like Easter, like. I, I don't even know. Give me another E word. Give me an E word, Simon. Extraordinary. <laughs> Simon's letter is E. So those of you playing the podcast game, we still have a couple letters to go, but you should be coming to the end of your first podcast hunting word. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm doing later. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, back to you. Okay, I have only a couple minutes left. But uh, we can talk on and on. But here's a tip, too, that's helpful. You brought it up. Is uh, sometimes you feel burnt out, right? You're tired. I think people make the mistake. Uh, it's like a phone battery. A phone battery dies. I mean, this new one, I got the iPhone Pro 11 Max. I'm, I'm not doing like free network marketing promoting Apple products. even. But it's an awesome battery. But before then, the battery would die really quickly. It's the same thing with your willpower. You only have a, like you said, do the admin work when your brain is drained. Do the important work that requires brain power, thinking, when you have high energy, right? It's really important. And one, one of the things I do that's helpful, I think I would, the older I get, I realize I have less willpower. It's like an old phone. The brain battery is not as good. But what I do is that when I'm walking, I take like, uh, just like in sports, you take quarter breaks, halftime breaks. Mm -hmm. I, plan, I plan out my day the night, day before. And then during the day, uh, I would say, let's take a look. How am I doing? Oh, oh my God, I haven't done these three things yet. But I'll go back and focus back on track. So one of the times of the break is definitely when I'm walking OB in the afternoon. Like normally like 12, 12, 30. How do I do in the morning? How much stuff have I done? And I'll be like, and I'll plan it out. But the second I get back to walking, I feed them. And then what are three things I'm going to do? Right away, 
And because I'm like, my ment- my mind's clear. I took a walk. I'm with my dog. I'm happy. Immediately I sit down and I act on it. And another time I do is before I meditate. Meditation, I, do, I don't meditate. Again, that's another intensity thing. I don't meditate for two hours, just five minutes. But I may do it two, three times a day. I'm going to meditate. But before I meditate, right after I meditate, what am I going to do? Right? These are the three things. So once I'm done, I don't answer, I don't answer phones. I don't answer text messages because that distracts me. Because I know those just drain my battery. I'm working, 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 and then I'm drained. Then I go answer the messages, right? It's the same thing right before the baseball. I went the, the batting cage, right? But in between, like I got back 30 minutes before we started recording. Once I sit on my desk, what are three things I got to knock out before my interview with Jesse Lee? So just just squeeze as a productivity hat. Just keeps you consistent and on track. I love that, and I think the immediately act on it is key. So I want to respect your time. You distracted, so yes. you got to be on offense, not a defense. Oh yeah, super strong. I love that. So I want to respect your time. I would love for you to give one more fiery tip before I let you go back to your crazy schedule, which I appreciate you being on here so much. What is one tip that if everybody implemented it, and maybe if you knew about it when you got this whole network marketing thing started, it would have changed everything for you. I was going to say a quote. Uh, well, you can I'll do give a quote. Your quote. Um, the one thing is consistency is the number one skill. And it's something, the good news is you can learn it and develop it. I wasn't disciplined like the way I was. I didn't start out that way. I, in college, I was definitely not consistent. I was consistent playing video games, not consistent going to class. <laughs> I, I even got like a, a, a couple of F's in classes. I had been, but not in classes and exams. I just did not good. I was consistent playing video games to 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, cutting class and waking up at 3 p.m. I'm hoping my mom and parents didn't know about this. Uh, <laughs> don't hear this show. But they I think they knew because they sort of see, they sort of see minus and engineering mechanics to kind of figure it out. I didn't do my work. But it's something you can learn. It, now, no social media strategies, follow up, what our personal devil, none of it matters if you're not consistent. You can be the person who's totally clueless like a shy, quiet Asian kid Brooklyn, from Brooklyn, New York, like mm-hmm. me. But if you're consistent, eventually you outlast them and you'll be successful. I love that. Right? Uh, and then the last quote is this, the temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. Ah! I love that. Say it again. It's so good. The temptation to quit is greatest when success is right around the corner. I love and that. If you, uh, God, would never test, God would never test you beyond what you can bear. But if you never w- wanted to quit before, here's the reality. You just haven't worked hard enough, my friend. Ooh. You just, I know Jesse Lee has wanted to quit. I wanted to quit. You just got to keep going, keep going. That's when the, the breakthroughs come, just when you're about to break down. I love it. Well, Simon, you are absolutely incredible. I encourage everyone to not only check out MLM Nation, but check out Simon Chan everywhere. Like I said, if you do events or, you know, you want him maybe on a on a team training or whatever, feel free to reach out to him. He's just Simon Chan. It's the easiest name ever to find. But I will link his information down below as well. Simon, you are just an absolute gift to this profession and absolutely my life. I challenge, I, I challenge, I don't challenge anything. I cherish our friendship so much and thank you for your time. I know it is worth a ton so thank you i love you thank you so much hey everyone remember we're in the profession to help others so go out there apply what you learn have a positive impact in someone's life today god bless you all god bless you too